This podcast is brought to you by AJ Bell and Shares Magazine. Shares Magazine is published by AJ Bell Media, part of AJ Bell. Hi, welcome back to Money Markets. We've got a special today on the reaction to the general election. We're going to be looking at everything to do with stock markets and personal finance. And we're here with Tom and Laura from AJ Bell. Hello. Hi there. So, Dan, let's first look at markets. What's been happening in the immediate aftermath of the results? On the stock market, it's been some very large movements, which you haven't seen, um, probably the scale of which, since the the actual uh, referendum vote back in June 2016. So the, well, the pound's up by back 2.5% to $1.34. The FTSE 250 index is up 5%. I mean, that is... Wow, that is pretty big. It's amazing. Huge. So just as to give you, for, for any listeners who aren't quite sure about how to sort of gauge the performance levels, anything over about a 1% movement on any markets is sort of deemed to be exciting mm. or, or or fearful if it's a 1% drop. Um, so 5% is, you know, five times your excitement levels. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised that I Laura can, hasn't been screaming barely, so far. Oh, you missed it earlier. I can barely contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had, um, so the FTSE 100 is actually up 1%, which is, if you think about the pound going up, you'd normally expect the FTSE 100 to fall because so many of its constituents are overseas earners. But the reason why it's up is because um, our friend Donald Trump has been back on Twitter again, um, talking about very close to getting sort of stage one agreement for um, trade deal with China. And of course, that's making people a bit excited as well. Mm. So, But really, it's UK stocks which are going crazy. At the time of we're recording this, stuff up between 10 and 15%. To give you some examples, so house builders are rallying quite a lot. So Taylor Wimpy's up 14%. I think this is the idea that um, the Conservatives getting into power gives a bit more certainty about what might happen over the coming months. Therefore, um, people might start making decisions. So uh, that might include buying a house or moving house. Um, So I think there's there's three key points here. So for the stock market is... The threat of Labour coming in has been removed. So Labour was talking about trying to re-nationalise lots of different industries. So that's been taken away. So that's why things like um, Royal Mail and some of the transport companies like Stagecoach are are rallying. Um, I think there's greatly reduced risk of a no deal. I think Boris will be able to sort of pass what he wants fairly swiftly. Um, So that's removed some some uncertainty. And... Really, there's some sort of expectations that the, you know, the government will now start to spend more money and that might mm. stimulate the economy. So all these things are adding up to people saying, OK, I, I'm now going to perhaps start looking at UK equities again. They've been really cheap. But They've been, been really unloved by fund managers and by DIY investors for a long time, haven't they? Yeah. And, you, and you just look at stuff that's going up today. It is the, the ones that were particularly cheap. So mm. you have you know, things like ITV and... Um, uh, and you know, some of these transport companies as well, like Go Ahead Group was you know, sort of the bus company was very, very cheap as well. So um, the one caught my eye actually was Weatherspoons was up 10%. So this is... So People out celebrating. Yeah. Oh, what a day so. as well for... What's his face? The guy who, uh, guy who runs it. He's <laughs> Mr. Mr. What's his face? <laughs> Mr. Timoth- Mr. Timothy Martin. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very clued up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, this is good. But the one thing I thought was going... The days leading up 
to the general election result, there was quite a lot of people expecting a conservative majority. Mm. This is certainly my take on it. So why has there been such a big increase when markets were kind of anticipating this? Is it because the size of the majority was much bigger than expected? Uh, yes, I think that that's one thing. I, I think that some of these stocks were moving a bit, but I was surprised that the market wasn't pricing in this, this sort of result mm. ahead. Um, so I'm quite surprised that you're getting sort of up to 20% movements in some of these sort of bigger companies. And it's probably worth highlighting, though, that we're recording this in kind of the in, the markets have only been open for a couple of hours. So it could well be that we see this kind of initial bounce mm. and then there might be a bit of a tailing off throughout and, and we might end the day slightly lower, perhaps. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that, there's definitely that, those sort of patterns you yeah. do see on the market. And actually, you think people then have the weekend to have a good think about stuff. We might actually get some big movements again on Monday, which is what we saw with... With the, the the Brexit vote as well three years ago, there was a sort of delayed reaction to what was go, actually going to go on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's the key point here is that it's the general election has been a distraction to people who were worried about Brexit. Now that they were just sort of obsessed with the election, so it just shifts things back to Brexit again. So mm. I still think there's some uncertainty out there, and perhaps we're not going to get days and days and days of continued rallies. There, there will be some people going back and saying, okay, there's this, there's this post-election bounce, but really, what's, what's the risks now for mm. how Brexit will be structured? That That's, for me... For, so you think that there might be, this is a kind of initial relief rally and then maybe we get to next week and people realise that we've got to deal with the whole big mess of Brexit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Markets go plummeting well, back down. There's still the trade deal <laughs> to be negotiated as yeah. well, isn't there? Which th is probably the really big part that we haven't gone to yeah, yeah with I, Brexit. So I think that's probably something for people to worry about mm. after Christmas. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not here to predict market movements, but I would say um, Brexit will be scrutinised a lot more once we're all come back after we've mm. had our fill of mince pies at Christmas. <laughs> and um, You can never have too many yeah. mince pies. So Tom, you've opened up your Lego and um, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. So yeah, so we'll see. I'm terrible at Lego. What's what what Lego do you reckon you're gonna get? Oh, I never get Lego. I, know, I get so frustrated trying to make Lego. I just don't have the patience. <laughs> you just you just got you've pushed the bricks together. If, if anybody gets stay. me Lego, I will be furious. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of things that are making you furious, Ooh. are there new pension policies that we're likely to see from the Tories well, that will make you furious or delighted? I don't think I'll be furious or delighted by anything. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> um, the, 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 the Tory manifesto was incredibly light. I think on lots of things. To be honest, clearly the, the focus was on talking about Brexit rather than anything else. But there's a few a few bits that we're going to get. So the state pension triple lock is going to remain in place, which is exciting for anyone who's in receipt of the state pension. So it'll carry on going up by the highest of average earnings, inflation, or two point five percent. I think that was something that had been. I think all the all the political parties actually committed to that. And pledge. that's kind of maintaining an existing thing rather than a new. Main maintain an existing right? thing, yeah. Um, we should see something in. Well, I think it was in the first thirty days of um, the new government. Boris Johnson said that he would say how he's going to deal with this problem that's affecting the NHS that we've talked about mm. before. So the fact that there's the annual allowance taper, that means very high earners um, get a lower annual allowance. A lot of people within the NHS, so senior doctors and consultants, had really big tax charges and so weren't taking on extra shifts as a result to avoid this charge. So we don't know exactly what 
the Tories are going to do on the taper where we've um, AJ Bell's called for them to scrap it all together because it's just really, really complicated, horrible thing that everybody across the, well, every, all high earners have to have to deal with. The pension system's complicated enough as it is without having this thing in place, which is also placing strains on the NHS. But we don't know exactly what solution they will come up with, so that's going to be very much a wait and see. Um, I think, I guess one of the one of the biggest things for people that'll affect people was uh, is is around the state pension age actually so we saw in the labor manifesto they were talking about freezing the state pension age at 66 they didn't cost that plan because it was outside of the electoral cycle but the conservatives didn't say anything about the state pension age at all which leads you to believe that the current timetable is probably going to, to remain in place so that means state pension age going up to 66 by october next year and then 67 by 2028 and then 68 by 20 39. And do you, when do you think they might comment on some of this? Is this stuff that would this go all, in the budget? They, this would, no, they, well, they, they, they may comment on it in the budget. This, was, this is stuff that's already in train. So they'd already said it under, as, a, as the previous administration, this is the plan. The legislation wasn't in place. I think the, the legislation is due to go into place in 2023. So they were kind of slightly pushing, kicking that can down the road because clearly it's a slightly unpopular thing. And they, I think there's a, there's a desire to look at... Um, there's been some shifts in life expectancy where life expectancy hasn't been going up as much as people previously thought. So there may be a review of that to make sure that the increases are, are fair and justified and all the rest of it. So we, we may hear something else about it, but equally, given that they've already said that this was the plan, then it might just be reiterating that this is this is what they want to do. And we mentioned a budget there. So mm. the Tories have confirmed that they'll have a budget in February. Okay. So that's going to be the next time that we see kind of big spending plans um, yeah. and big changes to personal finances, yeah. if there are going to be any. But do you think, do you think that they could announce stuff um, that would actually be changed in the for the April tax year? I mean, that would be a very short deadline. But if you're just changing things like tax rates, mm. um, then that's quite relatively quick to implement. Um, if you're announcing massive changes or scrapping things mm. or launching new products or things like that, then I think it's unlikely that you'd be able to do that within that two-month time frame. But yeah. what's interesting is that they've got a much bigger majority now, so that means that they've got more likelihood of being able to push through more radical stuff. But as Tom mm. said, their manifesto, particularly for personal finance pension stuff, very light on new things they would do. Lots of it was just maintaining existing benefits or mm. existing um, rates or tax allowances. What about other sort of personal finance things to think about? So their big change that they announced in the manifesto was to national insurance rates. So that means that anyone that earns more than around £8,500 uh, will get a bit of an extra boost. Um, and they talked about actually increasing the threshold even further down the line. So that might be something that we see them talk about um, in the budget. But otherwise, lots of it was just uh, maintaining, saying that they would maintain tax rates and, and they wouldn't make any changes to income tax rates. Um, but the rest of it was kind of just maintaining existing things that, that they already had in place. So their big, their big plans is to spend, isn't it? Spend money in the era of austerity. So um, try and get the economy mm. going again. So it's... I guess if you know, if, going back to the sort of the, the national insurance levels, I mean, the l lower earners might then have a little bit more money, wouldn't they, in their pocket? So maybe yeah. they'd be, yeah, you know, it's a good, it's one of many things that they're planning that could stimulate the economy. It's, it works out as around a hundred pounds a year extra, so it's it's 
a decent amount of money, but it's not going to be completely game-changing, I think, in terms of people's spending habits. One of the big things that we will wait to see is what happens with TV licence for over 75. So in the manifesto, um, the Tories supported that that's still being free, but continue to make it a problem of the BBC to fund. Mm. Then further in the election campaign, Boris talked about reviewing the TV licence altogether and whether it was still appropriate. Um, That was at the time pointed out to be maybe a slightly on-the-hoof uh, conversation and so we'll wait and see what happens that but any announcement about that might be in the budget yeah it's quite it's, it's quite incredible really isn't it that I, I, can't, I can't remember a, a new government coming to power where you've had so little idea of what their priorities are for domestic stuff so I've got no idea what the conservatives want to do on pension tax relief for example so we talked about the taper earlier they could use that as a reason to review pension tax incentives generally but I've got no idea what that review would lead to or what they would want to do. I think the Conservative Party have naturally been um, a party that would want to encourage people to save and wouldn't want to, for example, do away with higher rate pensions tax relief. But who knows which direction Boris Johnson wants to take the Conservative Party, and I think that's completely unclear. And one of the interesting things, um, going back to the personal finance stuff, um, that they talked about in the manifesto was making changes to make it um, easier for first-time buyers to get longer-term mortgage products. Mm. Um, Typically, people get a kind of two-year fix, five-year fix. Um, They talked about having kind of longer-term mortgage products for those with smaller deposits, so around 5% deposits, but didn't actually give any detail on how they would do that. They just said they would encourage the industry to offer these products. Again, something we might see more detail on the budget, but it's quite difficult to see how they could force the mortgage industry to offer certain products. Yeah, I mean, they've talked about changes to stamp duty as well, haven't they? So there's clearly potential to have some impact here on the property markets, which might explain why house builders um, on the stock market saw their shares going up today. I mean, they, they because if they're, anything that would bring some life back mm. to the property market would be um, clearly very good for the economy and also for dinner parties, as we love to talk about property. <laughs> yes. yeah. A nation obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we're going to touch on now for the election. So thanks ever so much. We've got one more podcast left this year, um, which we'll have a look at all the events um, that's happened in 2019. So please tune into that one. Thanks ever so much for listening. And more importantly, uh, in that one, we will be revealing the winner of our ongoing mince pie taste test oh, that we've yes. been doing throughout these episodes. So that's quite a big cliffhanger to end the year on. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. Bye. Bye. Before you go, please remember this podcast is for educational purposes and the views expressed don't necessarily reflect those of AJ Bell or Shares Magazine. The podcast isn't telling you whether certain investments are suitable or not. And don't forget that the value of investments can change and you can lose money as well as make it. It's also important to remember that tax rules apply and that the way an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it behaves in the future. If you want help, go see a qualified financial advisor.